Welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is where we sample the talents of the most notorious chefs, home cooks, foodies, and celebrities that sizzle. Get ready for a culinary journey that you won't find anywhere else. Here's the host of Kitchen Chat, Margaret McSweeney. Hello, dear foodie friends, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. You are going to learn all about compound butter today. It's so exciting with buttermonger and chef Shauna Davis. Welcome to Kitchen Chat, Shauna. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show today. It's a pleasure and an honor. Oh, well, we are going to address the mystery behind uh, being a buttermonger and helping people understand more about butter, making butter, choosing the ingredients for this as well. But before we take a deep dive into that, I'd love to share with the listeners about your fascinating journey, your fascinating culinary journey, which began in the kitchen of a very famous person who to you was just known as Miss Frances. Can you share with us about Miss Frances and the very important, um, yeah, just <laughs> the impact that she had on your life? Absolutely. So I started out, and this goes way back to when I was in junior high to high school. I took a after-school job with MFK Fisher. To me, was known as Mary Francis or Miss Francis. And I tell you, honestly, if I knew 1% of what I know now, I, if I knew that 1%, then I would have had 100,000 questions. But I was a teenager, and it was my first job. And so I had the honor of cooking for Miss Mary Francis at her last house, and she built her last house at the Bouvery Preserve here in Sonoma. And so she built that last house as her plan was to live the rest of her life in that home. And at that time, she offered a lot of hospitality. And as she aged, she hired a helper, which was me. And I learned a, a tremendous amount that I didn't realize how much I would obtain for my future culinary career, such as making bouquet garnies or how to wrap asparagus with chives and how to make a three, two, one cocktail, you know, all kinds of crafts that I definitely needed over throughout my life. But one was that we always made a compound butter or two every week for her entertaining that weekend. And so we would go out and harvest sorrel, wild sorrel, or she would have dried or fresh herbs. And so we would make compound butters and we made it in the old mortar pesto way, you know, put the soft butter in, crunch in the herbs and then put it in little ramekins, smooth it over. And then that, it was pre, you know, uh, labeled butter covers. So we would cut little wax covers out to cover them, to keep them fresh. And so that's really what introduced me to compound butters. And then when I went wow. to culinary school, I did my presentation for graduation on butters and I did flavored butters from around the globe. And so I presented different countries with different butters and ingredients and it was really fun and as time progressed, I've always included compound butters in my catering. And it's funny because a lot of our guests aren't familiar with compound butters. And so when I say, I'm going to serve your grilled porterhouse steak with a blue cheese butter, they're like, oh, no, you could just use regular butter. I'm like, oh, no, trust me, you're going to like the blue cheese butter. <laughs> and so it, it takes a little talking them into the compound butters. But over time, yeah. it's really stepped forward and... 
I have had a butter bar at my cheese shop, which I sold a few years ago. And so you could come visit me in Sonoma at that time, and I would serve you a plate of five different butters with toasted crostinis and fresh bread. And we would have a butter bar, and we would talk about the compounds, the butters. And I started with local butters from Sonoma County all the way to European-influenced butters to true traditional European butters. And so not only did the guests learn about flavors, but they learned about the different styles and production of butters. Oh, I love this. So much information to absorb, and we're going to jump right into it. But if we could just take a quick back step and let those listeners know exactly who Miss Francis was, M.K. Fisher, um, part of Les Dom. In fact, there is a big award each year, uh, the M.K. Fisher Award. Can you share with those who might not know what her legacy is, who she actually was? Absolutely. So MFK Fisher is a a world-renowned author of food, and her books were very more based on conversation than rather a a cookbook template, per se. And she wrote numerous books, How to Cook a Wolf, The Art of Eating, are probably the two most well-known books. And you can, of course, look her up online. There's an MFK Fisher website in the Audubon Canyon Preserve, acr.org is a nonprofit where her last house resides and you can tour her home and have a tour by a docent who's been trained with the knowledge and expertise of MFK Fisher. And so she was, she's highly respected by many chefs as really breaking down the, the barriers to making cooking approachable for anyone in their home. And I, I know her daughter Kennedy quite well, and I stay in touch with her and, uh, you and our listeners can't see, but I have her KitchenAid right behind us, which we just rewired, and it works. And I have wow. her truffle shaver. And so next week, I'm doing a film making fresh truffles from France, fresh butter with European butters in her <laughs> KitchenAid. So I'm like beside myself. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. And you do make this process fun. And listeners, I'll make sure I have a link to the new book called Buttermonger by Shauna Davis and her daughter, Karina Davis. Uh, let's talk about how we can get over intimidation about making butter at home, uh, the compound butter. We don't have to go out and milk the cow. <laughs> First of all, what are the steps in this process? So we're going to make it more fun than when you were a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout. We're not going to make you manually shake a mason jar for an hour. So we've introduced (laughs) all of our listeners and guests to the food processor, also known as the Cuisinart. And it takes seven minutes to make a compound butter. And so you start with a quart of whipping cream, the cream of your choice, as long as it's whipping cream. And I'm not here to judge where you buy it. You can buy it any store USA in France. Whipping cream is universal. So you put in one quart into your food processor and you turn it on for two minutes and it turns to whipped cream. And then in four minutes, it turns to a mascarpone. And don't overlook that step where it's so thick you think it's going to break and you can dollop that out and serve it with maybe fresh fruit. So right before you make your butter, you have mascarpone in your bowl. And then it's seven minutes, the protein, the butter solids break away. And so you have curds and whey. And so the whey drains off and you have this beautiful ball of butter. And so from there, you can choose to blend in with the Cuisinart blade flavored and make a one flavored butter for a dinner party. Mm -hmm. Or you can take it out and break it down and make four different flavors of your choice that will meet 
your menu outline for what you're preparing for the week. I love that. And I love to Shauna that you have some great recipes in this new book and thinking of it from the perspective of it's just seven minutes to make butter. I mean, that is amazing. And just think how elevated we can all make our, our um, home recipe repertoire as we Absolutely. Have, uh, have parties and, and dinners for friends and family. You offer some very interesting ingredients. I never thought about a shrimp compound butter. What yes. inspired that recipe? Well, I mean, I love cooking with dried shrimps and like Asian dishes. And, you know, you, you find a lot of dried shrimp in sauces that you might cook with to add mm-hmm. a flavor of seafood, but not overpowering. And I was doing a fried rice and I thought, how interesting would it be to not put the shrimp in the rice, but to actually have the shrimp flavor And so I made a butter with the dried shrimp that you buy, pureed them up together with the butter, and then added them to saute the rice. So I cooked the rice fully and then finished it to make it, you know, basically a saute of the shrimp butter with vegetables and chicken, and it's divine. Wow, that does Mm -hmm. sound great. So for those who... um, are carnivores, they can enjoy the meat compound. And those who are vegetarians, um, how do you address that? And those who might be lactose intolerant, is there any solution for that? So not particularly for the shrimp butter, but I have lots of recipes in here that are vegetarian milk-based, based based on fruits, preserves, compotes, fresh and dried spices, What you may already have in your refrigerator is really what I'm looking and hoping that our guests of the book will enjoy and say, oh, I have blackberry preserve. I can make that butter. And to me, if it's approachable, you're more likely to go home and make that recipe. And so for the vegans, oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad you enjoy that because for the vegans, I also have five um, non-dairy based recipes in the book, which you can make the non-dairy base. And then upon your choice, you can add the flavors in just as you would a dairy-based butter. Love that. And what are some options for the non-dairy-based? I have a chia seed. So if somebody is allergic to nuts, I have nut butters. And so those are like my two primary. I really like the chia butter. And, And you know what's really great is I serve the chia butter as a spread throughout the summer because it doesn't melt in the heat. And so on those hot days when I need to have a butter bar out, I actually put chia butter out on purpose and I mean, if I don't label it as vegan and everybody enjoys it. And if I do put the title on vegan, more than half the people won't eat it. But then if somebody says I'm vegan, I'm like, well, please enjoy this chia butter. It's infused with mango and chutney. And there you have it. Amazing. I have to share with you and the listeners This just brought a flashback memory with chia. Um, I'll never forget my youngest daughter, Katie, uh, had a chia drink in, in the car and it was really hot. She'd left it there overnight and it exploded. And we ended up with chia sprouts (laughs) on the, on the ceiling. I'm like, what is this? Oh my goodness. That's good to know that the chia won't sprout in the butter. <laughs> when you serve that is that, the best but, chia uh, story oh. I have heard. 
<laughs> so anyway, but I love that chia butter is an option. Let's chat a little bit about the history of butter. I, you, you put such an interesting lens on the culinary history of butter and about Le Tour de, de Beurre in France, I guess it's called, the Tower of Butter. Can you share yes. with the listeners a little bit about that? Well, you know, in France, butter is looked upon as like one of the food priorities, if you would. It's it's included in all meals, at all aspects of the meal, from from appetizers, amuse-bouche, to dessert, butter can and, and will, given the opportunity, be incorporated into a French or European meal, where here in the U.S., and especially California, where I live, we go heavy on olive oil because it's right here in our backyard. And so for introducing butter, I'd like to say that the template of my community is actually a very challenging one, if you would, because everybody has somebody that grows olives and has olive oil. And so I'm here to, to introduce them to butters, uh, European butters, which is a great gateway to introduce because it's so high in cream and protein that it's almost like a cheese, a fresh cheese. If you get that perfect, you know, Loire Valley butter, it really is going to translate to your palate. It's going to have, you're going to taste the pastures and, and you're going to taste that silkiness to your palate. Like if you take a, a block of the butter and just shave it off, shave as thin as you can and just rest it on your palate and let it absorb into your palate and you will taste the different flavors of that butter. And it's really fun to do, especially right now in the spring because the cows are out in the grass-fed pastures, whether it's European-based or American-based, based on all the rain, we have beautiful pastures. And so you're really going to get to enjoy those flavors and the texture. And with the French butters, they tend to come in about 2 to 4% higher in butter fat. So they do actually translate to a higher butter fat. There is a few in the U.S., that have that, but very few, and you do have to search them out. And they're typically called European-influenced or European-style based off the European butters that are 80% fat with an extra 2 to 4% fat. And that fat just gives it that silky, velvety texture. Love that. And then I loved the story, the, the historic perspective about uh, – giving people in France, giving butter off um, up for Lent. <laughs> yes. And there was a beautiful benefit to one of the churches because of that. Yes. And that even is true to uh, in Lent when you go to New Orleans, which is a very European-influenced city of the U.S. I have several chef friends that have tried to give up butter for Lent. Tried. Didn't succeed, <laughs> but tried their best. And it's very funny to think that that butter is something you would opt to give up. I mean, some people think candy, chocolate, coffee, but to the Europeans or, or a chef, if you would, to, to give up butter is serious. I would have to really mm. contemplate giving up butter. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and I love to, and I never got a chance in my own culinary journey to meet Julia Child, who said there could never be enough butter. Did you ever have a chance to meet her in your culinary journey? I did not, but I was always a day early, if that makes sense, and for good humor. Because MSK, yes. Miss Francis, would have Julia Childs, Chuck Williams, James Beard to her home on the weekends. <laughs> but I was the Wednesday-Thursday girl getting everything ready for the decorations oh. and the amuse-bouches and the the touches that she could just kind of pull out of her apron um, to impress her guests. And there's a picture of 
James Beard, Julia Childs, and Mary Frances in her kitchen in the window. And when we recreated her home, and because I stumbled upon her home a few years ago, 2016, and it was sitting empty and lonely. And I was like, how could this be? This is, this is last house. Like, how could this just be sitting here? And so I volunteered to help recurate the home with the approval of the board of ACR Audubon Canyon Ranch and with her daughter, Kennedy Golden. And all collectively together, we recurated her home back to its original state, including the artwork, her famous chair that you see in her and all of her bio photos, her typewriter. And, and also what is very miraculous to say, Last House made it through both of our wildfires, which licked the side of the oak tree of Last House, and yet Last House stayed. And so Last House and Bouvery House, David Bouvery, the owner of the property, who Mary Frances talked him into allowing her to build her home on his property in agreements to leave it to the trust. And so it's still there. So David's house made it and MFK Fisher's house made it and nothing else. All the offices, all the homes for staff have gone and they're going to be rebuilding it as education center and adding in culinary. And so it'll be, a Yay. yes. So it's going to be quite exciting what they come up with. And so it's, it's definitely very exciting to watch. And I feel honored that I yeah. have the privilege to curate the home. And that was my official title from Kennedy was curator of first meal at last house. And at first meal last house, I made compound butters to serve and we raised a lot of money. And I like to drive by last house now and wave and say, I'm so glad you're still here every time. Oh, oh what a beautiful story. And who knew that, it all began with compound butter. This is amazing. <laughs> so as a chef, and you've been classically trained and everything, what is a surprising dish, I guess you would say, that really needs butter to accentuate the flavor that people would be surprised about? You know, what's very interesting about that question is I'm going to go to the most simple dish that you can make the, the most delicious meal for breakfast, brunch, lunch, or dinner is with a quality butter and fresh farm, farm fresh eggs. You can make the most delicious scramble or folded omelet like a crepe and just yes. a sprinkle of salt and pepper. And if you have that right butter, you don't need cheese. You don't need anything else. You may sprinkle some chives on it. And of course you could add a sprinkle of cheese, you know, maybe just a little bit of Parmesan or a dollop of chev. But with the quality butter, if you get that high protein, high fat, like one of the European butters or one of the farm stand butters here, and just simply saute the eggs gently over a low flame, you will have the most delicious eggs you have ever had. Oh, I am going to try that. Now, there is a website, I believe, because you do enjoy the European butter. Can you share that with us? Yes. So you can go to my buttermonger.com page. And then you can go to europeancheeses.com and I will get you the, um, I hope you can cut this in. I will get you the appropriate website yes. momentarily. <laughs> I'm doing my time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So I, no, I want to make sure course. I give you the right one. Thank you. Um, so with European butters, we'll, we'll revisit the website. I want to make sure I give you the right one. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, that Thank you. Great. Oh, no worries. That's about pre-recording and editing. So thank you. Sam, so I just made note, I'll get you that and I'll add it right back in. 
Yes, so perfect. With, so my favorite dish. So when you ask me, what do I really like to cook with butter is really a fresh egg. It's just like no other, and it never gets boring. And I never am tired of, you know, you know, you have the long work day or you've been, you know, um, at home working all day if you work from home and you just want a simple meal, but something delicious. And that is what I go, that is what I go to is just a, a whisk, two eggs, a dollop of butter over low heat. So it flattens out like a crepe and then just gently yes. fold it with your spatula and then flip it onto your plate, salt, pepper, and your choice, maybe a little chives and just enjoy. I love that. And is there a compound butter that you like to cook with for your scrambled eggs or for your eggs? Definitely. I like the chive butter. I like the lemon parsley mm -hmm. butter. And this yeah. one you're going to love. I like the crispy prosciutto butter. So Ooh. we bake off the prosciutto and this recipe is in the book. So we take the sliced prosciutto, bake it till it's crisp like a bacon and then crumble it and then put it in the food processor with the butter, unsalted butter, puree it. And now you have the most delicious butter. You get the taste of prosciutto bacon, but you're not eating all the fat. So it's a healthier way of eating a taste of prosciutto, but not too much. So by putting a teaspoon in, letting it melt, you get the crispy prosciutto. Then you pour your eggs on it and it infuses the flavor into the eggs, fold it up like a crepe and then serve it on your plate. And it's divine. Oh, I love this. Now, I have another out-of-the-box question for you. For a while there, a big trend was butter coffee. What is your thought about butter coffee? And I'm curious, which compound butter <laughs> would you choose to put into butter coffee? So we, so we have a population here in Sonoma Valley. They're Sherpas from Nepal, and they drink butter coffee. Oh, and so it's wow. it's coffee with high fat butter into your coffee and it's divine and it's savory and almost um, they add salt into theirs. I do not, but they sprinkle salt instead of sugar into their coffee. And when the when that butter craze went around, we had a cafe and the Sherpas were like, what do you mean this is new? We've been we've been drinking this coffee since the beginning of time. And, and so it's true. And And so. We would make butter coffee at our cafe when it was all the rage, maybe uh, seven, eight years ago. And yes. we'd make an Americano. We'd put a dollop of uh, foamed whipping cream with a dollop of very soft butter so that it melts into your coffee. And it makes the most elegant little light golden bubbles on top of your coffee as you're drinking it. So be sure to make it in a glass so that you can see the gold bubbles throughout your coffee. It's it's elegant and beautiful. Amazing. So would you choose to make a compound butter for your coffee? And if so, what would that be? I think I would go straight to the maple syrup butter. Ooh. I love maple syrup in my coffee. I just do. I I love that. That is a great addition. That might even get me to drink butter coffee. I just never <laughs> did try that. <laughs> it, I think that might convert you, actually. Okay. Okay. The do they do this to is delicious. I mean, yeah. you could also try a um, a brown sugar butter. Do you like brown sugar? Mm, I love brown sugar. Yes. So that I would, would melt the brown sugar and the butter together so it's nice and soft. And then I would allow it to firm back up. And that's what you would dollop into your coffee. 
Amazing. Now, what about with tea? I know the British put the milk in the tea. Have you ever seen them put, is there butter tea? <laughs> there is butter tea. It's traditionally a black tea. Okay. And it's definitely like a full black tea and like rich, hearty with a dollop of butter. And I, I have not seen the salt added, but I do see the butter added. And I could totally see adding the maple sugar butter. For sure. Fascinating. Fascinating. And it just brings back to home that truly butter is a worldwide ingredient. And just as you were talking about the Sherpas who do the butter coffee, have you seen a variety of um, different butters that have really intrigued you around the world, which aren't from dairy cows? I mean, what what other options are there? So um, there is a cheesemaker in Wisconsin, Sid Cook, and he has mm-hmm. Car Valley Cheese, C-A-R-R Valley Cheese. He makes goat and sheep and cow butters, and he also makes a blended melange butter, and he's playing with the buffalo milk now. So wow. amazing. I've wow. had yak butter from Nepal. They have a yak butter. And it's really, really delicious. It's very savory and dense and rich. And it, and then they dehydrate it so they can carry it with them. So it's, it's a piece of butter, but it looks like a piece of Parmesan. And then they just shave off into their coffee or tea the butter, the yak butter. And so it's pretty amazing and delicious. And um, I actually, I'm, love this. I'm going to a party this evening with where the Sherpas are having a celebration for one of their kids are graduating college. And I'm all, I always look forward to the beverage station because it's filled with butter. Oh, (laughs) and whoever thought a beverage station would be filled with butter. I love that. Oh, well, and if if this, no, go ahead, please. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yes. If you and your listeners um, go view the taste of Europe.com, there's lots of yes. ways to add butter into your meals, your entrees, your dishes, your coffees. And then, of course, you can always look in our book and in the coffee. And it's really fun. Butter, to me, is not limited to breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And I still try to keep my physical shape. I try not to eat pounds and pounds of butter every day. <laughs> And I sent you some butters. I hope you enjoyed your Meyer lemon butter. I got that, and I have not opened it yet. I cannot wait. It's in the refrigerator. It's been in the refrigerator. And I wanted to speak with you before I decide what to to place each um, butter sample on. And thank you for making the compound butters. And listeners, I'm going to take a picture of that. So it was the lemon and which other two? You got the Meyer lemon butter and you received the cherry yes. butter. And those are two of my favorites. Oh. And they're two wow. of the most popular. As you know, I live in wine country, Sonoma Valley, Napa Valley. And uh, the lemon butter was created to go with a wine so that instead of a cheese plate, you would have a butter plate. So the Meyer lemon butter goes beautiful with Sauvignon Blanc, Champagne, a buttery Chardonnay, hence the word buttery Chardonnay. And your yeah. white wines and if anywhere you like, it's beautiful with a uh, fresh baked croissant, a taste of Meyer lemon butter and a champagne. I don't know how you go wrong this, with that. 
this sounds like the perfect celebration. It is my birthday week, so I am definitely going to break up the champagne. Thank you. And a butter with a croissant. So as we celebrate uh, compound butters, as we celebrate you, Shauna Davis, with your new book, Buttermonger by Shauna Davis and Karina Davis. I'll make sure I leave a link to um, her website so you can get a copy of her book as well. Thank you so much for being on Kitchen Chat, Shauna. Thank you for taking the time to, to interview myself. I apologize my daughter couldn't be here. She's in finals, but we are honored to be on your show. And thanks to Laura Badish for inviting and connecting us. So thank you, Laura. Yes, thank you, Laura. And thank you, dear foodie friends, for joining us on Kitchen Chat. Please make sure you check out the website, buttermonger.com, for more information about Shauna Davis. She also has epicureanconnection.com as well. And please check out kitchenchat.info for more Kitchen Chats with your favorite people in the culinary world. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day.